With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program already in progress. We're down to Danette. Seton is off today, but his wife, Erin, is dominating. She has San Diego State versus UConn in the final with UConn winning it all. She is probably, I don't even know the percentile, how many brackets in the bracket challenge. Now, She's obviously dominating our bracket challenge. But how many brackets have been filled out where you had the exact Final Four and you have the exact national title game, and now you have Connecticut winning it all? Yes, Paul. I'm using ESPN's bracket contest as a sampler. Last week they had 12 of 20 million brackets had the Final wow. Four correct, which means about 1 in 600,000 yeah. was your chances. Now you whittle it down to two teams are out, which I'm sure cuts that down into half, then UConn winning. There could be... As few as five nationwide that have this bracket. Uh, UConn is the first team to win five games by at least 15 points in the same tournament, and this will be the first ever NCAA title game to match a number four against a number five. We talked to Jim Beheim, former Syracuse head coach, and we talked about Connecticut. If you look at schools since 1999 who have won national titles, Connecticut's your leader and the chance to win another title you would have a school winning national titles with three different coaches. Kevin Ollie didn't last long in stores, Connecticut, but won a title in 2014. Now Danny Hurley in, is in there, and Jim Beheim was talking about Jim Calhoun being one of the great coaches of our era. Yes, Mark? It's funny because UConn, they kind of operate like one of the smaller schools. So every single national championship that they've had, it's been a group of seniors or a team that went really deep the year before. Yeah. Like the Rip Hamilton years, they lost in the Elite Eight. 04, they lost in the Elite Eight, and then everyone came back. So they kind of operate not in like the Kentucky, UCLA, Duke way, but just in a real, maybe smaller school. Yeah, I think that's the, the key. And I remember when they were in the Yankee Conference, and then you end up going to the Big East. But you have to be consistent each year. You got to be there, you know, as a top 10 team. You got to be there in the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. That's how you become a blue blood, and you win your national championships. And Connecticut is a big favorite, favored by seven and a half tonight against uh, San Diego State. I have the odds next season to win the national title. Anybody want to guess? Um, UConn is third, tied with Kansas for next year, plus 1,500. You have, yes, Mark? Kentucky? Kentucky second. With that great recruiting class, Duke is the odds-on favorite next year to win the national championship. Gutsy. So it's Duke, Kentucky. I wonder how many years that has been the case right. out of default. Yeah, I know. But Kentucky has a great recruiting class. I saw a list of uh, possible replacements for uh, 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 John Calipari. What the heck? John Calipari. And... Uh, you know, these are all coaches who had the same kind of years that 
Calipari had at Kentucky. And I'm going, what's the upgrade here? You know, I'm missing something here. Bryce Drew at uh, Baylor he hasn't done anything after winning the national title. But there's a lot of these guys, and you go, oh, okay. But it feels like this might be Cal's one and done. You better do something with this uh, recruiting class this year, or he might be done at Kentucky. Uh, be careful what you ask for, trying to uh, bring in somebody who's going to be an upgrade there. But it's uh, Duke, Kentucky, UConn, Kansas, Marquette, and Purdue. Those are the uh, odds-on favorites to win the national title next year. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. As we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. LSU beats Iowa. We spent a little bit of time talking about what happened at the end of that game. We spent a lot more time talking about leading up to that game, maybe the entire year, the overcoverage. Sometimes that's what bothers us. Caitlin Clark doesn't cover herself. ESPN covered her. And she leaned into it. She was available for interviews, name, image, and likeness, all of that. She was great TV and a great basketball player. But what happened at the end of the game, LSU dominates. Angel Reese, who was in foul trouble most of the game, took it personally about how Caitlin Clark was kind of taunting South Carolina's team. Uh, One of their players was on the perimeter, and she's like waving her off like, I'm not going to guard you. And then she ended up hitting like three threes and nearly cost Iowa the game. Caitlin Clark is a fun player, flamboyant, and she is she's going to get the crowd involved. You know, there's a lot going into this. But having watched a lot of her games this year, yes, games, not highlights, she brings the crowd in. And while we look at that as that's fun and cute, other players might not look at it that way. Is she taunting them? No, she's having fun. Okay, what is sportsmanship? What is gamesmanship? I think we have a different definition sometimes. When the story fits, what we think is, oh, that's gamesmanship. And maybe with another player, we'd go, uh, that, what about the sportsmanship? Angel Reese chose that moment, and it's her moment, to do what she did with Caitlin Clark. Obviously, Caitlin Clark was in her head because she just won the national championship, and all she wanted to do was point to a ring finger to say, I'm getting one of these. And Caitlin Clark did not acknowledge. She didn't get involved in this. She didn't say anything afterwards. She was complimentary, highly complimentary, and uh, just said sometimes it doesn't go your way. They hit big shots. Uh, you know, foul fouls were called the way the referees called that game. By the way, there were 37 fouls called. So total fouls, last five title games, uh, 37. It was 32 in 2022. Uh, uh, 28 before that, 33 the year before that. So around there, around you know the same number, uh, 2018 when Mississippi State beat Notre Dame, uh, there were 38 fouls called in there. The problem is not how many fouls are called, it's when they're called, why they're called, and how does that affect the game, the stars. We're tuning in to see Angel Reese. She's a great player, was a great player at Maryland. We're, we're, we want to see what you know these great players in college basketball and Caitlin Clark as well but Caitlin Clark lost her composure LSU got into her head and were they physical yes they were but Caitlin Clark allowed them to get to her I think LSU was the better team and I think Iowa really looked spent there in the uh in the first half certainly in the second half it was over but Kim Mulkey did a wonderful job turning that program around bringing in transfers, and uh, winning the national title. Those are the things we should remember, not Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. That, that's where people will troll you today. And it's about race. It's black, it's white. How do you see a black athlete? How do you see a, a white athlete? That's about you. I look at the game one, the sport one. There were people who watched the game. They were fascinated. Now, Are they fascinated because they're seeing Caitlin Clark? Yes. If Caitlin Clark was black, she would be Steph Curry. She would be, that's how she should be viewed. And Caitlin Clark should be viewed as Steph Curry. And everybody should love that. 
She's great for the game. She brought eyeballs to the game. I think these girls, these women, were upset of the coverage of her. And LSU and South Carolina not getting any coverage whatsoever. And ESPN runs college basketball. No Paige Beckers, no UConn. We found Iowa, and we found Caitlin Clark. I can understand if you're playing and you're saying, what do we have to do to get recognized? Well, you won a national championship. Now you get, you know, recognized. But make no mistake about this. Caitlin Clark led the nation in scoring and assists. Okay? Just start that. Just start right there. It's not like we he, she's manufactured, like, oh, we're going to make her, you know, like Tim Tebow, we're going to make her into something. She is something. Something we haven't seen. Her average three-pointer made was just under 26 feet. Go stand on a basketball court, measure 26 feet, and then let me, let me know how you do. She was doing that in transition. She was doing that with a hand in her face. She's a spectacular player. LSU was the better team. But if you get caught up in race, you're really missing the bigger picture here. And that was a lot of fun to watch. Even going back to Louisville, uh, South Carolina, and then LSU. I mean, these are really high-end, you know, beautiful. Loved, loved it. And I hope people will come away this year. And both, you know, the beauty is, unlike the men's game, they would already be gone to the NBA. But Angel Reese is back. Caitlin Clark is back. I would have a game where if Connecticut wins the national title, you put Connecticut against Kentucky next year on an aircraft carrier. And then you have LSU play Iowa. Neutral site in Indianapolis or Dallas. Let's go. Let's get it done. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Layup. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind? Well, Dan, my best of the weekend. You know, when you become a father, you think you're going to have a little mini-me, and then it turns out that these kids have their own interests. My son was never interested in sports, but he recently started, I guess, going or talking with a girl who – is a huge college basketball fan, and so, and Saturday night he said to me, Dad, there's a match on, I want to watch it. And I said, oh, I'll watch it. And I thought it was cute because he called it a match and not a game. So I said, yeah, let's watch it together. So that was the best of the weekend that I could share my love of sports with my son. Worst of the weekend, he turned on the TV to WrestleMania. And I know that's a P- on Peacock and that's a partner. <laughs> I missed the whole con- uh, Connecticut game because I had to watch this match with my son. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm not anti-wrestling. Like I, you when you talk about marketing geniuses, you know you go back to the WWF, and now WWE they you know they basically said no we're entertainment, yeah we're we're going to agree this is entertainment it's not real, come on in and you sell out SoFi back to back nights, Snoop Dogg is there, I mean, George Kittle was there whoever is hot at the moment. Pat McAfee, come on in. Logan Paul, come on in. Let's go. Let's do it. And and you you know, they create an event and they have done it wonderfully. Uh, so I I appreciate that. And, and then I think the WWE was sold to Endeavor today. Maybe or at least the majority of uh and and Endeavor owns UFC and combine the two and have the stars come in and Hey, you're not going to, you know, be in UFC anymore. Come on over WWE and, uh, you know, whatever. Combine the two, get the WWE guys to go to UFC matches, be out there. I mean, I have no issue with what wrestling does. It used to be that the wrestlers knew it was fake. They didn't like that you told them it was fake. And then all of a sudden you go, just pull the Band-Aid off. We know it's fake, Okay. Tell Hulk that he doesn't have to slice up his forehead anymore. You know, there's kids here. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You have to hide the razor in your, uh, you know, your wristband there. Uh, let's see. What a James in Virginia. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Monday, DP Danette. Salute the Commanders, man. What a great weekend of basketball, man. That SAU ending with San Diego State at the end was amazing. 
But what I want to hype up today is women's college basketball, man, because Virginia Tech, LSU, South Carolina, Iowa were amazing games. The finals was a, was a tough game. Anybody in their feelings has never played a competitive sport, man, because when you're competing, your feelings are all involved, man. You're going hard, and sometimes things happen. But I love the competitiveness in the game. And let me tell you, man, Caitlin Clark, we didn't find her, man. She found us because that girl is amazing, man. And I'll say this lastly, Kim Mulkey cemented herself as one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, winning her uh, first national title as LSU, first coach to ever win at two programs in the women's game. So what a great year, man. I can't wait till next year because they're all coming back. <laughs> Y'all have a great one. Thank man. you, Thank James. You. Thank you, James. And salute to the commander. She asked more. I was thinking he was more of an Andrew Reese guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it. <laughs> a little bit of both, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I did love? The in, fact that, in Angel Reese, the Bayou Barbie. Yeah. I think yeah. that's her nickname. I, I saw that. I love it. It was funny because I just got on this women's basketball train as far as LSU is concerned. Yeah. I literally didn't know LSU was in the Final Four until Friday. Mm. Yeah, just only because the story was South Carolina or Caitlin Clark. Yeah. And yeah. what I loved is that nobody said Caitlin nobody. Clark was, was overrated. All of them, they were like, look, she is great. But the coverage is what you guys were saying. I think they thought it was a little bit too much. Oh, I know they. I know they. Knew oh, it was oh, too oh, was much. that a parent? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, but she's great for the game, and she's the real deal. I mean, when you're shooting the way she shoots in traffic, contested, uh, but they, you know, they took her out of her game. Uh, they did a wonderful job. Yes, Marv. Yeah, they held her to thirty. Um, but also. I think beef in women's college basketball is what makes it great. <laughs> Muffin McGraw and Gino Oriema going at it when Notre Dame and Connecticut were at the top of their games. Yeah. Come on, I was oh, Pat Summit, Pat, Pat Summit and Gino Oriema. Yeah, Gino was involved in some stuff. Well, because they were the team to knock <laughs> off, and it used to be Tennessee. And then all of a sudden, Gino's like, nope, there's a new sheriff in town. And Pat Summit, being as competitive as she is, you know, that she was, she was going to come right back at him. Yeah, Paul. I'm really curious how this plays out because some of these women's players, Caitlin Clark, she has two more years of eligibility. I'm sure Reese has the same and all these other stars because of the COVID year. Everyone's was thrown a bonus year. And with NIL, my guess is Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark will get more money going forward than they did a year ago. So they may look at the WNBA and say, like, I, I can wait. It's always going to be there. But the hotness that I have on the college stage and the NIL, is, is that they have two more years on that window, and they may just milk it. Yeah, I don't know. If if you're going to stay, how long you stay? But they may make more money than they would in the WNBA. If if I'm a you know business or a businessman in Iowa and I want her to stay, you can make it lucrative enough for her to stay instead of going into the WNBA. And the same for you know boosters. I mean, we talked to Jim Beheim about this. He said it's all about NIL and it's all about the transfer portal. Well, this is happening in women's college basketball as well. We'll take a break. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Holly Rowe, who was on the sidelines for the national title game, will join us uh, coming up next hour. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. GetRefunds.com. This is your NIL. You can uh, go to GetRefunds.com and see if you apply for the Employee Retention Credit or otherwise known as ERC. Go to GetRefunds.com, get started. It takes you less than eight minutes. They have it down to a science. They know the value of time. See if your business qualifies. Your business might be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. And they might be able to help your business as well. No upfront charge. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. They do all the work. You have nothing to lose. And a lot of businesses believe they won't qualify based off incomplete or outdated information. Don't let the opportunity pass you by. The payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. See if you qualify. You start by going to GetRefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. 
or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sometimes stories get lost this time of the year, Masters Week. You got Final Four, men's and women's. The NBA draft age will not change in the new collective bargaining agreement. This, according to Woj, the one-and-done rule will stay in place. And it's going to stay in place for quite a few uh, years here. I don't know if there was motivation from either side to make a move, according to Woj. The players' union... From their perspective, lowering the draft eligibility age to 18 would bring more young players in to develop and take away roster spots from veterans. The union has suggested ways to keep veterans on the roster, possibly a roster exemption or expansion. But uh, as it stands right now, the one and done is going to stay in college basketball. And I think there was almost a foregone conclusion that the one and done was going to be done. All right, the uh, poll question results from hour one, Todd. What was the most exciting game this weekend? 49% say Florida Atlantic, San Diego State. 40% Iowa, South Carolina. 11% went with LSU, Iowa. All right. This is how it sounded when San Diego State, and they didn't have the lead until the buzzer against. uh, Do we have that, Marv? We, we just have Lamont Butler talking about the last play. Oh, okay. He almost stepped out of bounds. Did you see the replay? Yes, you showed it to me. I know. Uh, here is Lamont Butler, San Diego State, on the last play. It was about seven seconds left when we got the ball, and he told me just to go downhill and try to get some at the rim, but um, they did a good job cutting me off. Uh, once I looked up, it was two seconds left, so I know I had to make a shot, and I, I got to a shot that I'm comfortable with, a one-dribble pull-up, and I'm just glad I went in. 
they didn't call a play. They had a timeout, and they decided their coach, Coach Dutcher, said, I ran out of plays. They just let him go. And sometimes you don't let the defense set up as long as you're comfortable that you're going to get a decent shot up. And he certainly did. Great-looking jumper. I mean, that's right there with Keith Smart, you know, with that uh, on the other side. But uh, nice jumper, and uh, that was the only time they led in the second half. Maybe the only time they led in the game. But uh, FAU, great run. Great, great run. But to lose like that? Uh, let's see. Christian in San Diego. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was trying to do a pie bet maybe with Marv. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, just a, just a straight up uh, pie bet. Big San Diego State fan. You're a UConn guy. I was wondering if you would take it. Marvin, you want a piece of that? I'm not taking no bets. What? You, you, I'm not taking anything right now. I got to just focus and watch them. Because, you know, if they lose, ah, oh, I got to worry about a pie to the face and Mario smashing me and breaking my nose. Mm, I just got to focus on tonight. Wow. Charmin soft, by the way. It's very soft. Very soft. Sorry, Christian, but uh, Marvin is soft today. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> Marvin is in this weird position. Like a month ago, he thought UConn was a good team. Now they're in the finals and they're favorite and they've been crushing everybody. It's almost like he's got too much confidence and he's trying to dumb it down a little bit. Mm. Is that fair? Oh, that's absolutely fair. And nobody dumbs it down like you do. There's a couple of people that can. Oh, okay. <laughs> got some competition. Well, can you win the bracket contest, celebrity bracket contest, if UConn yes. doesn't win? Quote, unquote, celebrity, yes, yes. I can win. Okay. Because right now I have you in first place in the celebrity, and that celebrity is small letters, celebrity bracket challenge. You have Connecticut winning it all. Jim Beheim had Duke. Seton has UConn. Adam Sandler is fourth with Houston. Peter King uh, is fifth. He had Marquette. Yeah, you're you're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're. Nobody has. No, you're good. You got Connecticut. I don't see how you can uh, screw this up. Congratulations. Ah, thanks. UConn <laughs> over Syracuse per usual. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have a new poll question moving forward? We do. What's your excitement level for UConn San Diego State tonight? The choices are: I'm so pumped. I'll have it on in the background, and no thank you. Hmm. I don't I don't know if you do no thank you. I'm curious to see if there's people that have no interest in watching any of the game, which would be surprising, but maybe we'll get an interesting number out okay. of Okay. Right. But why would people who have no interest in tuning in that game listen to our show and vote on our poll question? They may like other sports, or they just want to hear about Caitlin Clark. If you listen to our Reese. show, you probably like sports. They may have other things to do. They're upset with their brackets. Mm, they they okay. love college basketball, but not San Diego State against UConn. All right. Yes, Mark. If UConn wasn't in it, I wouldn't be interested. Nine twenty start. Yeah, you're kidding me. Yeah, I know. That one, that one's tough. Great if you're on the West Coast. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, nine twenty start. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Uh, DJ in Texas. Then we'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Hi, DJ. Hey, Dan. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Good. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. My best was basically the last month for the University of Iowa. Uh, seeing Spencer Lee get pinned and his mom lose her mind on the in the stands was lovely. And watching Caitlin Clark get humbled was just delicious. <laughs> and that's that's coming from a Minnesota fan, so I make sure those Iowa fans know who this is coming from. Uh, the worst is Carl Anthony Towns. Completely not showing up in a must-win game last night. Just, just an absolutely brutal performance. All right. Well, thank you, DJ. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. I didn't think we were going to get a Carl Anthony Towns. Took my worst of the weekend. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to get that this early in the show. Uh, how about the Portland Trailblazers? The Blazers didn't have four starters. They were 19-and-a-half-point underdogs. They beat the Timberwolves. 107-105. So the win matches the NBA's largest upset against the point spread since 1992. That's when the Magic beat the Bulls. They were 21-point underdogs. Underdogs.
Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. I reached out to our, our stats guy, John Tuvey, and I said, uh, Caitlin Clark's average three-pointer was right around 26 feet. NBA players averaging at least three three-pointers per game with the average make 26 or more feet. Uh, Dame Lillard is over 27, almost 27 and a half feet. Then it's uh, LaMelo Ball at just over 27 feet. Steph Curry is a little less, uh, 26.6. And let's see who's in there. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, I think, has had three consecutive games with at least 40 points. He shoots, uh, here's three-pointers around 26.3. Fred Van Vliet is just over 26. So Caitlin Clark is in rarefied air taking those jumpers. And those are most of the time contested three-pointers that she's taken. But yesterday started out extremely hot in the first quarter and then foul trouble and great defense by LSU. She ended up with 30, but it wasn't a, uh, a great shooting night with uh, those 30 points. All right, best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. Best of the weekend. Speaking of Caitlin Clark, performance in the semis against South Carolina to advance to the title game, 41 points, six boards, eight assists. Hawkeyes over Gamecock 77-73. Worst of the weekend, nine of the 13 NBA games played on Friday night had the winning team scoring at least 121 points. Three of those victors had 130 <laughs> points at least. None of those games went into overtime. Just four quarters of very questionable defense. Yeah. What did uh, Sacramento give up? I think they gave up like 142 points or something. Uh, and then I watched a little bit of the Nuggets against the Warriors. The Nuggets were down 15 and they ended up sweeping the seasonal series with Golden State. They won by two points. And uh, we're coming down to the last week. Looks like Joel Embiid is going to be your MVP, even though Giannis got the better of him. Mike Budenholzer, of all people, said he thinks that Giannis should be the MVP. If he said somebody else, then that would be a story. If the Bucks head coach said, you know who should be the MVP? Not the Greek freak. It should be Joel Embiid. I like that. Well, oh, my God. The Bucks head coach said that Giannis should be an MVP? Oh, Wow, that's going out on a limb. Greek Freak's the best player in the game. But he's not going to be the MVP this year. It'll be Joe LNB. Uh, let's see. Did I, uh, Marvin, have a best and worst of the weekend? Sure do, Dan. All right. Uh, best of the weekend, first best. Bird and Tarasi on ESPN2. They were great both nights. There it- was one moment, though. I don't know, if, was it Bird who said to Tarasi, Caitlin Clark is both of us. Like oh, yeah. a, a great passer and a great scorer. And and people forget how great Diana Taurasi was. She was uh, must-see TV. And even in the pros, too. But in college, she was she was a bad, bad dude when she got on the floor. Uh, what else do you have, Mark? Uh, bester of the weekend, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout back-to-back home runs. Yay! And the Angels won! Yay! Yay! Paulie, best and worst. Okay, this is, this might be a double worst for me. Mannix, Chris Mannix got in my head last week with his Laker bravado. He yeah. thinks the Lakers because he made good points that the Lakers. You he know, said they're going to win the West. Yeah, and he had some points like the the top of the West is not that tough, and someone might knock each other out. Yeah, you know, the Lakers are won seven of the last ten. They have two in a row. I'm sorry, three in a row. They're up to the seven seed. Golden State, if they trip up a little bit, the Lakers can get up to the five seed or six seed. Right in that mix, they're they're really flirting with coming up with it. So I'm I'm lightly buying into it because they're playing well and I like their bench. It's very frustrating because then I have to agree with Maddox. Mm. Worst of the weekend, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. If they don't make the playoffs, they were at one point in the season. Like it's a, hard to not make the playoffs with the new play-in format. There are ten teams, five teams don't make it, so like you have a two-thirds chance. If they don't make the playoffs, this could be galactically bad for the Mavericks franchise going forward. If Luca. Mm. starts making decisions about his future and getting angry in this offseason, that could be very bad because you had this great young player, have this great young player. Well, they had a good team. I thought they were one player away, but that player was not going to be Kyrie Irving. They could have added another supporting player, and his supporting cast was good. they They were a balanced team. Now, you know, that that's probably the worst defensive backcourt in the history of the NBA with Luca and Kyrie, and they they're they're not going to beat anybody. They're not a good team, and you could see the frustration with Luca. 
Because, and I don't know why they thought, oh, my God, we got Kyrie. Okay, if you had Kyrie with the supporting cast, then I would say, all right, you, you can be dangerous. But you rolled the dice, and are you going to re-sign Kyrie after what you've seen? Yeah, Paul. What drives me crazy is what, and something you've talked about this, Mannix talked about this, they had Jalen Brunson, and they could have kept him. Now, I know he's expensive, and you think, okay, he's a nice B-plus player. That's what you need. You need a couple of really nice B-plus players around this guy, and yet you kind of had it, the Mavericks, and they, they fell in love with something else. And they could have re-signed Jalen Brunson twice, and then they ended up trading him to the Knicks, and he's been wonderful with the Knicks. And, and you had a really good player complimentary to Luka. But they had good players on that team. That made them a good team, a solid team, a dangerous team. Kyrie, yeah, he can get you 40, but is he going to be consistent enough? What else is he going to do for you? You're going to need a lot more than that. I don't think you can go into the playoffs going, hey, we got Kyrie and Luka, and they're going to get uh, 80 points between them. All right, let me know how that works. Uh, Jeff in Florida. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Dan. Uh, my best of the weekend is I want to give a little credit to my uh, my college, Ashland University in Ashland, Ohio, uh, the women's basketball team, uh, Division Two, won the national championship uh, over the weekend in Dallas. By the way, uh, they're 37 and 0 this year, um, as opposed to South Carolina, which is 36 and 0 going into the championship. Um, this is their third national title in 10 years. Um, in 2020. No, 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 no. The- we're good. We're good with that. <laughs> we're good with that. You let it go for a bit. No, no. All right. Yeah. I mean. Ashland College, women's team, congratulations, winning the national title. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of mess with our next segment because we're going to really dive into it. Mavericks are now five games under 500. They're 11th in the Western Conference. They're behind the Oklahoma City Thunder who are rebuilding. They don't even have their number one draft pick in Chet Holmgren. They uh, 3-7, 10-game stretch, and doesn't look like they're going to turn things around. Imagine Oklahoma City, they're rebuilding. They got all these draft picks. And you look around and you're like, what's going on here? Dallas is not rebuilding. Yeah, Marv. Oklahoma City, that's your pick for next year, right? Yes. That's your team next year? That's my team okay. next year. They're in a good spot. That's that's my uh, my big surprise next year. Yes, Paulie. I have an NBA question I want to ask you, and I'm going to save it. Oh, is this after the break? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about it. Not all weekend, but part of the weekend. All right. We'll take a break. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. Weather was nice this weekend, and that meant I brought out the PXGs. Let them see some daylight here. Been a little breezy on the East Coast, but wanted to bring out the clubs, and we'll let the guys at the clubs see the clubs that I have. The brand-new Gen 6 golf clubs available to give you that edge you've been looking for. It's always interesting when you play with new clubs. Everybody wants to hear you hit the driver. Well, I can hit the driver. Then they hear the other clubs, and they're like, okay, all right, somebody's got a different weapon in the bag. Yes, I do. Gen 6, absolutely change your game, lowering your scores and then giving you a better chance on the course, actually having fun on the course. It was a better time this weekend. And if you're curious how good they are, you want to make sure you go for a fitting. This is what you need to do. You go to pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG. pxg.com, schedule a fitting for yourself, and you'll see the difference. You'll have fun playing golf. pxg.com. Nobody makes golf clubs the way they do, period. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Masters Week. In case you're wondering, DraftKings has the odds on who is going to win the Masters. Co-favorites, Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler. Then it's John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay. I didn't even check the weather. I've been caught up in watching so many other things. Not sure what the weather's going to be like at Augusta. Could have guessed that uh, it'll be nice. By the way, uh, the Azalea Moonshine. We'll have some details for you coming up tomorrow on the latest batch Four years ago today, anybody want to want to weigh in on what happened four years ago today? Uh, NCAA tournament related? No. Uh, somebody cut down the nets. Last show at the old, old man cave. Oh. Yeah. Cut down the nets. Last show at the old man cave. I did most of the cutting. You did not. No, I did not. No. You had never used a pair of scissors before. Well, you didn't have lefty scissors for me, so I made it. That to me. <laughs> I do have lefty scissors. You couldn't, need e- lefty scissors. you couldn't even switch hands. You couldn't even pull it down, even like just pulling it with my just hand. Just the fact that you got up the ladder I thought was impressive. It took a while to get up there. Yeah. And then you're up there, and you're when you give your serious face, it's always so interesting. I got very frustrated that I couldn't yeah. cut it. And then your hand was shaking because you couldn't cut down the nets. And I'm thinking, okay, wedding once again, you graduated second in a class of 600. I did. You have no street smarts whatsoever. Very little. Yes, you do. Yes, no hand-eye coordination. No. Well, I don't think you need hand-eye coordination <laughs> to cut down the nets. I needed lefty scissors. I have, I've never heard somebody go, man, hand-eye coordination came in handy cutting down the nets there. Yes, Marv. This is a question for Fritzy. They didn't have any righty scissors that you used. I use only righty scissors because growing up, there weren't lefty scissors. I have lefty scissors at home, and I have no problem on the rare occasion that I have oh to use God. scissors. But there was a, I, I needed something, or I need to be ambidextrous or something. Okay. I'm yes. going to blame the scissors. Yes, Paul. It took so long, it was like 10 shining minutes instead of one <laughs> shining moment. 10 shining minutes. I don't minutes. think anything was shining. I had the weather for you in Augusta. Okay. Do you want bad news or bad news? Oh. Uh, PM thunderstorms. It's, it's going to be warm, and then it cools off. It's 86 in Augusta, mm. Georgia on I think it's Wednesday. Unseasonably warm. Yeah, 86. Par 3 contest on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, over a 50% chance of rain. Mm. Hate to be the bearer of that news. All right. 
What's your uh, NBA question you have for us? I've been thinking about this a lot. Victor Wembayana seems to be the, the biggest pro prospect, I don't know, maybe since Yao Ming. I can't mm-hmm. remember a big man to, that th- this sure of a thing. Even Zion was not this big. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't a guy like him, would a guy like him ever consider dictating the draft and saying, I'm not going to go here? Like Eli Manning did and John Elway did, both sure things. The, the, the teams that had the best chance for him are the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, the Detroit Pistons, the Charlotte Hornets. None of them are powerhouses. Spurs have some history of being successful, though, especially with European players. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't a guy like him pull that move? If you read about it, Kobe Bryant did, and Kobe was not as big as Victor Wembayana. He basically, his people told the Nets, don't draft me or I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. If you were a guy like Victor Wembanyama, would you consider dictating this? This is the one time you get a chance to. I don't want to go in with some, you know, a label already on me like that. Like you're too good to play, or you, you know, every one of those cities that he's saying he doesn't want to go to. Every time he goes to that city, then he's going to hear it from the fans. But uh, what people don't understand about Eli, the Chargers didn't want Eli. I, I was told by somebody in the Manning family that the Chargers didn't didn't want him. They wanted to trade, and that's why I think Eli was unfairly blamed in that situation. But Elway didn't want to stay. He didn't want to go to Baltimore. But at that point, Baltimore wasn't a good franchise, and he didn't want to go there, and then he tried to use his leverage with playing for the Yankees, uh, the uh, single-A team and what, Oneonta, I think, and uh, got traded. Who was that, Chris Hinton? Yes. The offensive lineman yeah. was traded and then... Nice career. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But then there was a couple other draft picks. Now, if you were trading the rights to John Elway now, you're going to get a whole lot more than Chris Hinton and a number... Did they get Hinton and a number another first-round draft pick? I, I don't think so. I think Hinton was that pick. They, they got, had to get more for John They got Elway. more, but I don't think they got a second first-round draft pick. I got to check that. Hmm. Okay. But, yeah, that, that stayed with Elway for a while. But I, I don't see Victor Wambayama saying, you know, I don't want to play in San Antonio or Portland. or And he might be a smaller market type player. He might like, you know, like Tim Duncan flourished. He loves San Antonio. He liked being in a smaller market. Yeah, Paul. So the Eli Manning trade with the Chargers, here's what the Chargers got out of it. They ended up, trading, they ended up getting Philip Rivers, borderline Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. They got, with the other picks, they got a kicker named Nate Kading, who I think was out of Iowa. I, it's, it's, yeah, that's right. Nice yeah. career. They got Sean Merriman with the other first-round pick they got. So he had a very, the first five years of Sean Merriman was top-notch. Mm-hmm. And then they got a fifth-round pick, which was nothing. Okay. Hmm. I would say that trade was worth it. I mean, both sides got what they wanted out of that. I mean, Philip Rivers' numbers are probably better than Eli Manning's, or at least close. He just never won a championship, obviously. John Merriman, lights out, was great for a five-year run there. All right, uh, let's see. Brian in Ohio. Hi, Brian. What's on your mind today? Morning, DP. Hey, bud. Uh, first time, long time, 6'5", 250-ish. All right. Uh, I got three bests of the weekend. One is Zach Eady collecting all the accolades for player of the year. Yeah. Number two is a Boilermaker fan. It's awesome to see Coach Katie go to the Naismith Hall of Fame. And my bester is I got to watch my son and his high school choir sing the national anthem at the Cavs game last night. Oh, good. Well, congrats there, Brian. And I got this word last night, Bob Knight was admitted to a hospital, Bloomington, Indiana, and when they start to send out a note to Indiana alum to pray for Coach Knight, then you know it's obviously not good. But uh, don't know anything else about that. I know that uh, we haven't heard from him in a long, long time, and um, somebody who is close to the situation has kept me informed on it. Uh, For some reason, I ended up with a good relationship with Coach Knight, because he hated Sports Center for a long, long time, and uh, and probably rightfully so, with somehow or sometimes how he was described uh, on you know during games, getting technicals, throwing a chair, those kind of things, grabbing his son's jersey, all those things. But when he went to Texas Tech, 
And uh, Jay Billis did an interview, and that's when Coach Knight was, he said, who should I like up there at SportsCenter? And Jay Billis said, well, Dan Patrick knows the game. He goes, tell him to call me. So Billis comes back, and he goes, Coach Knight wants you to call him. I go, oh, no. He goes, no, he wants to, he wants to talk to you. It came on and uh, did an interview with him, did an interview on SportsCenter with him, surprised him one day, and we had Bo Schembechler on, and Bo was Bob Knight's idol, loved him, uh, the Michigan coach. Uh, we had Tony LaRussa on with Bob Knight one time, so he was very appreciative. But uh, Coach Knight uh, in a hospital, from what I'm told, in Bloomington, Indiana. All right, final hour coming up. We'll get to more phone calls as well. And uh, we'll talk to Holly Rowe. Did a wonderful job on the sidelines covering the women's Final Four. She will join us coming up as well. Phone number 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Once again, Seton not with us today. He'll be back tomorrow. But Fritzy's here and doing a great job, Todd. I'm trying. Yeah. All you could do is try. Are you really trying? I think I am. I'm about 87% trying. Marvin doesn't feel like he's really here today. Oh. Worried about tonight's game. Final hour coming up. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.